Today's episode involves an injury, a holiday, and a missionary. Jane, it's Nancy. Can you call me back? I need the number for anybody who can deal with a really bad back. I know you have somebody. I always seem to throw my back out once a year, almost like clockwork, and it always happens when I'm directing a show. I don't know why. I mean, it's not that physically demanding. You're sitting in a director's chair most of the day. Anyway, I threw my back out. I could barely move. It was a weekend uh, right before a holiday. I actually have the perfect person. He will work magic, but it's gonna hurt. Let's talk. I'm flat on my back. I cannot even move. My name is Nancy Hauer, and this is my number one. My number one is a show where I ask my friends who their number one healer is, and then I go and try it out for myself and perhaps talk to the healers. In this episode, I think I'd call this my number one 911. You know how you have that friend who always seems to have the cure for everything and the doctor you need to call? Well, you should always have that friend. Sometimes I'm that friend. But in this case, Jane was that friend. Will be painful, I'm warning you now. But it's Asian magic. It's going to be great. <laughs> All right. What's his name? Daniel Kim, not the actor. So it was a holiday. And Daniel Kim, not the actor, is from Korea and doesn't speak a ton of English. So I texted him, he texted me right back, I made an appointment, but when I got there, he was standing out in front of the office and he had just realized that the new office he was working at is closed on the holidays. So rather than just say, okay, we're gonna call it off because I could barely get out of my car, he kind of signaled to me to get into his car and take me somewhere. But it was very hard to understand where he was taking me or why or where, what we were gonna do. But I was in so much pain, I didn't think about it. I just got in the car and went. And we drove basically in silence for around 20 minutes. And then we stopped and he got out of the car and said, stay here, stay here, I'll be right back. And so I was sitting in the car and I called Jane. Okay. Jane, Jane, I am sitting in his car. What do you out- mean you're sitting in his car? Okay, we ca- we went, we showed up at, the, at, I showed up at the place and it's closed it's for the holiday. So we've been driving around looking for a place. What are you talking about? I ne- driving you around Koreatown? Yes, we're look. I think I he, I can he can barely speak English, so I'm not exactly sure what he's saying. But I think he's saying he's looking for a place to to you know do the massage. Oh my god! Oh wait, we're in front of an acupuncture clinic. Oh yeah. my god! Does he do acupuncture? Yes, he also does. That's one of the many things he does. <laughs> Oh, he's coming to the car. He's okay. waving me out. I'm going to go try it. Okay, okay. Right. I'll call you after. Okay. So we went upstairs, and it was an acupuncture school. I still don't know what the name of it was. Every room was empty except this one man came out, and they started to argue in 
I guess Korean. And uh, it was not going well. And he asked me to go stand in one of the rooms and I could hear them arguing for a while. And then finally he came in and I was in so much pain. It was like, there was no way I was leaving. And he's so apologetic and so like, I'm so sorry. Then he points to this massage table that's in the middle of a classroom. So I get on the table and he takes one finger and puts it exactly where the pain was stemming from. Like it was like a Yoda moment. And I yelped in pain and he was like, okay. And then he cracked my back. You know, I thought he was gonna do acupuncture. I didn't know what he was gonna do. And he just cracked my back like two times. And then I was like, oh, I'm fine. Like, like that easy. And then he says, you need to come back next week because this pain will recur. And he was right. I was fine all week. And then come Friday, I again kind of seized up and could barely walk again. Thank you for seeing me. <laughs> really bad back. <laughs> uh, do you have a ready pain? And this time he worked on me for about an hour he cracked my back and then he did something that was i guess probably like rolfing he was putting me in these positions and sticking his knee right into the muscle and then nothing i went from extreme pain to i think i blacked out were you screaming oh i yeah i was like oh oh and he was like keep going keep going like he he, I think, is of the philosophy, and, and, I, and this is something that keeps coming up with healers that I've been going to. Go into the pain. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so easily said. I know. But what, it, but what does it mean and how do you do it? It's I know. awful. This is my friend Kirk Ward. There was something about wrestling when I was a wrestler. Yeah. You go into a room that's like five of these rooms, and it's 120 degrees. Yeah and you wrestle for two and a half hours. And then at the end of wrestling practice, after two and a half hours, you you'd circle and you have to do these things called sprawls. Like a hundred of them where you run in place and then you kind of jump and do like a breakdance caterpillar move and pop back up on your feet. <laughs> did, you, did you throw up during that? I never did and I never quit. And there were people that would start crying. Yeah. Like I would watch boys that guys my age that would go into like <laughs> and they couldn't and, and would they just be like would you just be like push through yeah you'd be like, come on and we were like come on and you would encourage them like you can do it yeah if I were on Kirk's wrestling team I would be that guy <laughs> who's crying and I have to say every time I have gone to these healers and Daniel included the minute I released and just started crying was the minute that the pain went away. And in this case, I cried. Oh boy, did I cry. I, like, I think about that book that the um, everybody's into uh, about the sadomasochist, you know, that, that no. became a, a huge movie. I can't think of the name. Did of Dan it. Brown write it? <laughs> no. <laughs> 
You know the sex book where they're like... Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. The uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, it's like Fifty Shades of Grey. I go, like, when I read... I started to read Fifty Shades of Grey, and I'm like, there's no part of this that I identify with. Zero. Right? Because I don't like pain. I don't want somebody to inflict pain on me. Is it a love story? Is it just... (laughs) But if you think about it, it's really about falling in love with pain. Right. And I think if you could figure out a way... To fall in love with pain, mm-hmm. you could become superhuman. Right. He had some kind of physical therapy machine where it looked like a mix between cupping and acupuncture meets a TENS machine. So the cups pulled at my skin and emitted electrical pulses at the same time. After that, he showed me some exercises and I went from not being able to bend over to pick up a pen to having my legs completely over my head doing these exercises. After that, I was I went to Jane. I was like, this guy is a miracle worker. And I asked the two of them to come over and talk to me. So this is Jane and Daniel Kim. <laughs> when will you come in? We're, we need you, Jane. I'm coming. Take a look at Am I on speaker? Yes. But of course, Jane was late. So Daniel and I tried to make small talk. I seek Hiram. Uh, you're sick? Okay, I know. You're very um, difficult. Difficult. Yeah, difficult. Yes. So, so you, when you see... A pain, oh. you know that it goes here. Mm. Yeah, 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 here. I don't know why I'm shouting at him. Maybe I think if he, if I say it loud enough, he'll understand what I'm saying. Don't worry, don't worry. I tell you, trust me, okay? Mm-hmm. And then... <laughs> <laughs> when, yeah. you, when you worked on me, uh-huh. it was so painful. So finally Jane arrived, and I could speak like a normal human being again, sort of. Jane, you are um, Korean. Yes. And you're going to translate for Daniel Kim, who is sitting to your right. Correct. Okay. Please don't judge my Korean. I was born here. My parents were both raised in Korea, but Korean was my first language, and I learned English when I was five because I had to go to kindergarten. Daniel, how, how is her Korean? <laughs> so buckle up. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Jane, you have chosen Daniel as your number one uh, <laughs> body worker. I mean, what, what would you call Daniel? You know, for me, it is definitely body healing because right now we're doing a podcast about healers. Yeah. So everybody has to choose. She interviews everyone who's who's your number one healer. So for me, I love that you're the translator, but you're doing it in English and just putting up your finger. Is that the way to translate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I couldn't afford a professional translator. So. Um, you know what I think I should do is just cut together some of the highlights from our wonderful discussion. And it was pretty great. Daniel is clearly a very special guy. Chiropractor. Mm-hmm. Sports medicine. What is it? Sports medicine. Sports medicine. Okay. 
doing acupuncture. He's learning acupuncture, and he practices acupressure. Yeah, yeah, acupressure. He knows how to do rolfing, but it's it's based in Korea. It's like it kind of is all of it together. Like they bring in a different Asian kind of techniques for massage, and then what is rolfing Asian? Rolfing is Chinese, right? Jane is a friend of mine, so a lot of times I'd ask her a question and then she'd try to answer it and I'd be like, Jane, I need you to translate it to him. <laughs> Not answer it for yourself. I mean, it's very, very big to go to these 24-hour um, Korean baths. Oh, nice. You know, and, uh, you know, do salt baths and sit in salt rooms. and um, All night long? I'm sure there was a point at which he was asking himself, what the hell am I doing here? In Korea, you go there, I mean, it's very socially acceptable, male and female, to hang out there regularly, starting from even middle school, high school, just after school. Hey, we're going to go to the Korean salt bath, and then you meet your girls and guy friends there, and then... You eat and watch Korean movies and the... Kind of like when you go to the spas down down in yeah. Koreatown. So those are on every single corner in, in Seoul and most big Korean cities. Wow. You know, here, I have... And they're incredibly, incredibly cheap. At this point, we've all but forgotten that Daniel is in the room. It's clear. I have always thought if I was ever homeless, I would go and just every night stay in at the Korean... I think it's brilliant, except it's here. It's too expensive. That was $25 a night. It's too expensive. My mom, at the, that's at like the super white places. <laughs> I told my mom we went to Wee Spa and I paid $25. She was like, what a ripoff. Why'd you pay that? I was like, that's what they pay. Do you think that people do that in, in Korea and here to st- spend the night? Do you want me to ask Daniel yeah. what he thinks? Finally, we remember Daniel. She said, he said for a homeless person, it's kind of expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm alone in this, but I have several backup plans in case I go homeless. And one of them has always been to live at a Korean spa. I thought it was the perfect plan, but apparently not. Especially if you're living in South Korea. Everybody lives with their families. Wow. I mean, it's very... If you, if you don't have a place with you live you, to live, you live with your mom. I mean, I lived with my mom until I was like 25. Eventually, we got back on track. He came out here to do missionary work and um, to do his healing work. So back in Korea, I don't know if you guys know, Mm -hmm. but Daniel was was uh, he did worked with lots of celebrities and Mm -hmm. well known uh, TV personalities. Like like who? Do you know any of them? Um, Well, I'm not that well versed in the Korean pop star world. Although now Korean pop is like all over the top ten in the world. 어떤 사람들? 한국에서한국에서한국에서한국에서한국에서한국에서한국에서한국에서한국에서한국에서한국에서한국에서한국에서한국에서한국에서한국에서한국에서한국에서한국에서한국에서한국에서한국에서한국에서한국에서한국에서
life. Well, I, I'm not uncertain as to what missionary work is. 돈 없고 가난한 사람들한테 아큐펑처 치료해 주거나. For now, he's helping people with his craft. Okay. Who don't have money. I asked Daniel if he missed Korea. He had a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. He was single. Oh no, a girlfriend. He had celebrity clients. He had a whole business. He was thriving, but he moved here and made a sacrifice and gave everything up so that he could pursue missionary work. And then I asked him the difference between treating Koreans versus treating Americans. Okay, so he, I think he's, he's saying that um, he finds that they talk a lot about their hardships mm. um, when he works with American people, that they express a lot of loneliness. <laughs> This is so depressing. It's, he said it's as if they don't have actually really close... Friends, yeah, that they could really open up about this, like the deeper stuff. Jane is American. Is she? Lonely? I'm Korean American. Yes. No, she's not. No, she's not. that long. So I'm working in Kenny's shoe store at Santa Rosa at the Cottingtown Mall, and I didn't know it, but I was depressed. I just was like, I'm in this weird polyester suit, and I'm eating like yeah. chocolate chip cookies from Grandma Buffalo. And you're like 21. No, I'm like 18. Okay. And and I'm I'm driving a Chevette that was like backfiring, and I had to start with a screwdriver. He's saying that the cr- culture in Korea is becoming more like Americans, where it's like more about, huh? You know, it's like living is hard. Life's hard. You know, and he's finding that the culture in Korea over the years has shifted a lot to people becoming more, um, you know, not being as open and talkative and like more about like, what can I get? Selfish. Selfish. I would get so depressed and so detached and so lonely. Yeah. I would call K-Fox radio station. Oh my God. And dedicate Billy Joel's Piano Man To myself. Oh my god. Yeah. Why piano? I'll tell man? you why. I'm so lonesome I could cry. There's a line in that song where like, I don't know, the bartender, somebody shouts, oh, hey man, yeah. what the hell are you, you doing, doing here? Because at that point I was looking at the rafters god. with like serious, like, fuck it, like n- n- no one No yeah. one knows I'm here. I'm not yeah. doing anything. I'm so lonesome I could It was just the loneliest, loneliest, loneliest time. I mean, you, what's amazing to me, that story just so brings up da- Daniel to yeah. me. Because, like, here's this guy. He's moved out of the country. He had a girlfriend. He right. had a huge, thriving business. Rock stars and pop stars. Right. Yeah, clientele that was just like money pouring in. Oh, yeah. Does he live in a, com- a community of people here, or is he living alone? No, he's here alone, but his church group, mm-hmm. it's very involved. They just He just goes to church, and they have lots of like outings and gatherings. He tells me about them. It's, it's like, sounds really fun. Sometimes I say, I'm... Um... Lonely? <laughs> uh-huh. Sometimes he's lonely. Yeah. Of course. Who isn't? You know, I don't trust somebody who isn't lonely. I mean, part of what you're describing is feeling like 
what am I doing here on earth? Mm-hmm. He doesn't have that. Right. He, he's he got a, oh my God, I, I feel so much love for God and right. you know religion and that I, do, I know why I'm here. I'm here to do good. It's so powerful because it's the thing with self-help and even like growing up in Catholic school nine years, I was always waiting for like, yeah. when am I going to get hit by the... Right. Kirk. <laughs> It's God. Yeah. The light on my bed. And I mean, I would, I would like wait yeah. for that. As Jane said to me earlier, I think some of this is cultural, but some of it is also Daniel. He has no fear about walking right into the pain, whether it's in massage or in his life. So if you're looking for an artist in relieving pain by going into the pain, Daniel Kim is your guy. And like many other healers, he does not have a website yet. Uh, I will put his number in the show notes. Again, I'm not being paid in any way to promote these people. I get nothing for free. So go in, enter at your own risk. And let me leave you with one last thought on Daniel's opinion on how to stay healthy. You have to exercise a lot. He want, he, he's asking, do you know why you have to exercise? Why? In Earth, there's gravity. Mm-hmm. Gravity is always pushing, pushing things down. Mm-hmm. To work against gravity. So, as part of my homework, I'm doing a lot of the exercises that Daniel gave me to prevent more back pain. And I took up a bar class, which I'm thinking of doing a month long. And if I take all of these recommendations, I feel like I could perhaps be a superhuman by the end of next year. We'll see. So, until next week, my name is Nancy Hauer, and this is my number one. Thanks to Jane Pack. It was an amazing experience. Yeah, I'm glad to share the, I mean, for whoever's open to wanting that kind of work, not everybody is. Yeah, you gotta... He doesn't, he doesn't um, identify as a chiropractor. He identifies more with the acupressure. Daniel Kim, not the actor. EMS. EMS training. Okay, so you've done that. Okay. And of course, my friend Kirk Ward. Ouch! I'd be like, I'd punch, yeah, you'd I would be punch like, them. Yeah, you'd just me in the, the fuck. <laughs> I would too. I'd be like, did you just spank me? Yeah. Did that just happen? <laughs> Whoa! I will throw you out the window. If you like this, please rate, share, and write me. I'd love to hear from you. See you next week. <laughs>